we can get the Toronto Blue Jays to call up the Toronto Maple Leafs and go, this is how it gets done <laughs> around trade deadline day. Do you need some help? Can Matt Chapman defend on the ice? Sounds like he can do a nice job for Sammy on the, uh, on the diamond, but we need him to play right D. We can't get a trade. What is going on? Well, there was a trade today. Oh, there was a trade this morning, boys. Oh. That's a big one. That's a big one. Florida traded ah. Frankie. Yeah, Frank Vetrano to the New York Rangers for a fourth-round pick. They're freeing up some money, Florida. Ooh, so that's not about the Rangers and Vetrano. That's about Florida and money, isn't it? That makes sense. They want a D now. You don't think this is purely a Giroux thing? No. I, I Last I heard, there were... They were always interested in uh, Jacob Chikrin. We know he's out two to four weeks. So I, where's Lindholm? Everybody's waiting for Lindholm as well. And I think that one is, uh, that's a big fish out there. That is. For a blue line. Florida, it's funny. These teams like Calgary and Florida, like that are close and feel like they, like they feel like the ones who are going to be most aggressive here, like to find that one extra piece that can make a difference for them. Florida and Lindholm would be very interesting. We're glad you're along, everybody listening and watching Sportsnet's YouTube channel. Love the chat going already. It's going to be a great uh, two hours. Of course, big news in Leafland is. Uh, the new savior in that, Shalgren. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Forgot about that. Whew. Kipper. We said it could go two ways. <laughs> you could be not, you go in with a kid like that, not last uh, past 20 minutes in the first period. Or as I mentioned yesterday, you could pitch a shutout. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and much of my point yesterday with him was like, you know, you put him in and he plays well, then what? And I think we'll get to discussing that today because there is some serious question marks now. Yeah. You liked him, eh, Sammy? I, I've just had such a hard time thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs all day, just re- refreshing my Twitter feed, talking with the Jays. Sorry, boys. You guys can talk with the Leafs That's today. a big one. I was supposed to do a morning hit, and they're like, scram, beat it. Yeah, you're done. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Over Chapman, yeah. I mean, they just pushed me right over the cliff. What would Ramirez do if they get him at second? Yeah, I think, take I think, our show I think off. I was <laughs> say, they would fold the station. They would just be like, we're now the Jays station. But... I will say that getting Matt Chapman is a guy that I've admired from afar from a lo- for a long time. Guy that I've always loved. Four or five years here, stud, third baseman. And I'll make a little I'll make a little hockey parallel here if you'll let me. You go love ahead. To. Love to. So I kind of compare it to a, having a goalie that you just plug in there. You don't think about having a all world third baseman. You just write his name in there every day. You don't think about the average. You don't think about what he's doing at the plate. You don't think about this. You just put him in there. You're the guy. 162. You're the guy. All world. Stud. I'm fired up about this. I can't believe it. <laughs> this does push the Jays as the front runners in the East, does it not? It does. They it has are, to. They are, I would say, probably the favorite in the AL. It's right funny. Now. Didn't the, the Yankees just sign Josh Donaldson, too, they, they picked him up in a trade? And it's like, that's their plan? Yes. So the Jays are looking very good. Yeah. Uh, this morning, I was very excited. So anyways, we can talk about the Leafs now, but it's he's, pretty big news. It, he, he will make bigger money, I think, in the in two years from yeah. now. But it's pretty reasonable under ten million dollars for this guy. Yeah, he's he's making like he hasn't hit his free agency. He's still pre-arb. I think he makes nine point five this year, and then he'll hit arbitration again next year, and then he'll be a free agent. And like with what they gave up to get him, it sounds like that's why they're still in the market for the big yes. fish. Is they the, didn't really give up any of their prime prospects. I, How about the commitment from this building? Oh though? yeah, right. Thank you, Rogers. We love you, <laughs> Rogers. Oh yeah, we love him. Go. See Spend to your heart's content. Just win. But March 31st, I got to pay for a coffee in the atrium. <laughs> all right? Thanks a lot. Thanks, Matt Chapman. Because I, I know where all the money's going. Uh, did you notice that, that? I did notice that. Big did, sign. Uh, here, Complimentary coffee till <laughs> March coffee! 31st. But here's the thing. We got there, our own machine up a, here. And there's a Tim's going in. So here's a, here's a really stupid thing. I'd rather just pay for Tim's and have free coffee. How's that sound? I love Tim's. Yeah, it's so, fairly stupid. It is. I'd rather just pay the two bucks and get a nice large ragsy. <laughs> You're the most Canadian person on earth. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Do you just go up there, double-double in a donut? <laughs> nah, large rag. <laughs> Anyways, Leafs. Let's start with Sh- Sheldon Keefe. We got a few Kippers Clippers today out of Sheldon. <laughs> Let's go to the first one on his new star goalie. 
Uh, it was great. You, know, you just uh, continued where you left off, just in terms of, you know, not trying to do too much in the net. He just, you know, he was solid. You know, pucks came to him, and for the most part, they stuck to him. That uh, our team played really well in front of him. You know, uh, probably the probably the toughest save that he had was the first one. You know, right away in the game, he has to face a two-on-one, a clear shooter, and um, stands his ground, makes that save. And then I thought from there, he was just, you know, he was just solid. A lot of the saves were, you know, stuff from the perimeter and stuff like that. But he made sure, you know, pucks came to him that they just stuck to him and, you know, settled their team down there. So um, impressive. First off, when it's when we've branded them uh, Kippers Clippers, we can now sell them. Once you have a label on them, <laughs> sell I was item. Say, there's some haircutting <laughs> company that yeah. it's a Sport perfect. Clips. Yeah, for, yeah. Okay, Kipper, what did you make of that? I agree with what Sheldon said. He was just solid, yeah. just solid. And I, I, you don't know where this is going to go or yeah. what it leads to, but I think. At this moment, he's provided something that uh, is desperately needed, and that's just someone that looks calm in the net. Yes, that's nice to see. You know, I, I take umbrage with the fact that he said uh, puck stuck to him. So, like, not for a second taking away that he was he stopped every puck and he looked good, and great performance, exciting for the Leafs. But you know, the reason there's 35 shots last night, I think it's fair to say he's he, you know kicked a few back out into the, to the mm-hmm. middle, a lot of rebounds, mm-hmm. but. Great showing, you know. They, I thought they protected the house well. I, I oh, go ahead, Kipper. I was just going to say that to your point. Uh, we talked at great length about this in yesterday's show. That it's it's about how they're going to insulate him. It's yes. going to be about the sensitivity. I thought the Leafs played a very mindful game around him and acted accordingly. I thought. With no Austin Matthews, they, they played a better team game without mm-hmm. him. And maybe that's just the fact that you know, when you got one of the best goal scorers in the world, you just sometimes just sit back and say, let Austin go and, and get the next goal. Yeah. And that that did not feel like it. I, I know it's not modest to take this victory lap, but this is exactly what I said would happen on yesterday's show. Exactly. I said that the Leafs would, this is the position they were in. It would put them in the right mental frame where there'd be no passengers, where Austin wasn't going to go score them two goals and win the game. Everyone had to be on their best game. You got a guy in net, you have to be their best defensive effort. I thought there wasn't a lot from the slot against the Leafs last night. I mean, this was a game that, you know, why I expected this to happen was, you know, Sammy, your point uh, before the show is that we've seen that they can do this. They can play like this. It's a matter, it's a head for headspace thing with this team and why they're so frustrating is we know it can look like this. They're capable. Just why doesn't it look and like this more? I, I, just to go back to uh, Shalgren, let's call him Calgren. Shalgren. Um, they were, they were all, they were shawl in last night on that victory. Oh, uh, I don't know. No? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I just think I sent out a tweet last night that got a lot of reaction, and I, it's just nice to watch a guy after watching Mrazek just play a somewhat normal-looking style of goalie. It's just it was a like I don't think he's a long-term answer by any stretch. Listen, I like who knows, but just to throw a guy in there that's big and kind of square to the shooter and makes normal-looking saves, it was a breath of fresh air to see a guy other than Mrazek in there. I have to say, you know, Sheldon. Uh, uh... After his relief uh, appearance uh, the other night, talked mm-hmm. about how he was uh, impressed with the way he talked to the media and handled the media after. Yep. And you'll never like get uh, <laughs> any quote that you'll remember out of him last night. And I actually thought, again, it was a good thing. And when you talk about the two goalies that they have, one, like, outside of the injury uh, to Campbell, uh, is very hard on himself. Mm-hmm. Then you got Mrazek, who's not hard enough on himself. Right. And then you this got... This guy was like, I'm playing you goal. Got, you got Goldilocks here, who's just got the right <laughs> temperature of the porridge. <laughs> Goldilocks Shalgren. Right? Yeah. So, and don't take my word for it. Listen to Shalgren talk about, uh, you know, his effort and where he thinks he stands in the pecking order. Listen to this. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this very day by day. Uh, I've been up. I was called up less than a week ago, so I'm still, 
still just trying to enjoy this to be up here and try to get better every day. So uh, try to not uh, think too much here. I love that answer. Me too. And I think he's talking to the Leaf media and the fans. Don't overthink this. Just going to try to play gold every day they put me in? All Shulgren did yesterday is buy himself another day and another start. That's where it ends. You're starting to read articles. Could he be the savior and blah, 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 blah. Just get to Thursday night. Mm -hmm. That's all he's done is he's relieved some of the pressure. Yep. And that's good enough for the next 24 Less than 48 hours until Carolina comes along. And then all bets are off again. Let's see what happens. Yeah, my only question here is, you know, so I said yesterday, it seems to me like they've made their mind up on Mrazek. They either feel like they can't trust the guy and he can't get the net and they need to trade him away or they feel like he just needs some time to sit down and watch and they're going to keep him either way. I don't think this changes that. What what changes for me here with Shulgren, Shulgren playing well is, you know, if he can be good enough to be a backup goaltender, quality guy in the NHL, let's say he plays well against Carolina, they give him another day, and he looks good again before the deadline. Three good showings. You start to go, is Peter Mrazek expendable? And not so much can Shalgren be the starter. Is he going to be Jordan Bennington and go on a run and win a Stanley Cup for the Leafs? But can he be good enough okay. to give you the nine 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 hundred that Mrazek was giving you and so you can trade Mrazek and use that space? You're too late. You're not getting another start out of Mrazek. Who in their right mind would commit to $4 million yeah. for two, two more seasons? A team trying to be bad that's going to play in front of 5,000 people uh, and wants first overall picks. I like, was going to say it's, a team. It's, first, who's a, taking that Arizona. contract? Arizona. Or a team. For what, though? For what? A first rounder? Second rounder? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't, you but, can't go down that path now. I think... What it would be if you were ever going to get rid of the Mrazic contract in the world that you live in, in terms of him being a potential backup for Jack Campbell when he gets healthy or whoever they make at the deadline, it's the pairing a asset with him to take the contract. Yeah, yeah, like a pick. Like, so, what the, like the, what the Leafs did when they were rebuilding, when they'd be taking somebody's bad contract you plus can't a pick. Just give out first and second yeah, rounders. Second rounder is worth for, $4 for, million in cap space for this mistakes. year. It's a four, it's $4 million in cap space. It's huge it's value. A first That's and a second. second rounder for mistakes named Patrick Marlowe yep. and Mrazic. And I won't have it. <laughs> I won't. I, listen, live with it. If you live with it, you lose. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because getting rid of his cap space won't make or break you this year. It won't. You it, The ability to add a bigger name, a more impactful player to me. I, and listen, this is a fantasy land where you trust Shulgren all of a sudden, who's played a, a game in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you should trust that you minutes. can do that with without uh, giving up a, a second rounder to I, get know. rid of the contract. I think you, you, you're able to still do a few things, and maybe you are, maybe you're not. But mm. I, I, And you're right. Who knows if Arizona's willing to take on a guy who's going to be an 890 save percentage for two years? It's... Yeah. I think they're nuts. Well, so Shalgren, a lot, you know, the people you, you talk to about Shalgren are like, oh, Ken Dryden did it, and Jordan Binnington oh, took yeah. a team and went whoa, on a run. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know why you don't know the names of the people who didn't do it? Because they get cut immediately. Because <laughs> it happens and, all the time. It happens constantly. <laughs> yes. That's why you remember a few references. This is well, uncommon. Binnington so, did wear 50, you know. There you go. There, yeah. well, actually, we had someone, I think, yeah. in our uh, I mentions. don't like those odds. <laughs> no, I don't either. That's all. If so, we're in the betting uh, world right, right. now. Get 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 some odds right now that Shalgren does wins, wins the Stanley Cup for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, as so, the starter. Do you want to hear Sheldon on what it's been like playing in front of bad goaltending? Yes, uh, it's, it's I think that's relevant player. here. This is what it's been like for the Leafs player Sheldon Keefe. It's a hard game to play when you're pulling the puck out of your net all the time, right? It's it becomes a real challenge because you're constantly, you know, as players on the ice, you're questioning yourself and. You know, you made maybe made a mistake somewhere on the ice, or you're you're a little more a little more nervous. Um, <clears throat> but I thought that obviously goaltending played a huge part today. But I we've been talking about it so much, even you know when our goaltenders have had some tough days. <clears throat> the players in front of them, they have a, a a major and massive responsibility to to do a good job in front of whoever's in the net. You know, I look at how our teams played times when Joe Wall's been in there. Look at how we played tonight. 
you know, that's what we're capable of doing. We're capable of rallying around a situation, whether it's today, it's whether it's Eric being in the net or whether it's Austin not playing, you know, whatever it is, we have that capability of, of uh, putting together a real nice, responsible game. And uh, we did that here today. How good did he feel giving up a two-on-one about two minutes into yeah, the game not and deal. going, that's not what we're really talking about. That was his they best save because that shots. one goes under Mrazek's arm. That they, was the armpit one. I think they had five shots for the Leafs had one. Like yeah. They were really, they, they came out hot, and then I didn't really think they had a lot of push after that. But you're right. That save that he made early probably goes in the net. So the, I, I realize I'm pissing you off with the Mrazek stuff, but I'm yeah. going to continue on with two different thoughts on yeah. the Mrazek thing. Love to hear him. One is... Last night was an easy, easier game for a goaltender play based on the way the Leafs played. Did they do the right thing by not putting Mrazek in? Do you think it's different if Mrazek's in? Because Mrazek could have used an easy one, a night where he doesn't see a ton of shots. I went to the game last night, yeah. so I wasn't on our little f- feed. Yeah. But I would have probably at some point sent Dallas Stinks. <laughs> to our group chat. Yes. And we did miss it last I, night. I, there was I, zero I, pulse. You know, I was worried about whether or not, you know, my cowboy steak was coming medium rare or not. <laughs> oh so I had, to, I had some Sushi issues. Sushi rolls and a red wine in the third <laughs> I row. I couldn't get the steak in before uh, puck drop, so I had to wait for the Steam intermission. Steam on a stick in your seat. <laughs> so I had a lot of things going on. I couldn't get out. Dallas stinks. Okay. But... Like, Mraz could have used it's, that. It's a very good point. It is. You know, you missed the chance to give him that cake one, but I don't know. But maybe they play differently if he's in. I, I think I think the right decision was Shalgren, and I do believe that it's the right decision to go to, back to him uh, on Thursday night against Carolina. Yeah. And At least I, I, I still buy into my overall theory here, guys, that uh, what are we down to? 22 games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Plenty of time for Mrazek. Plenty of time for Jack Campbell to come in yeah. off of a regroup and and get your house in order here. Hopefully Soup's been in Cancun <laughs> drinking pineapple. Uh... I, I just, I really think that game's different with Mrazic and Net. You do? Okay. Because I feel like the first couple of those chances go in the net. They're down 2 nothing. You're feeling the exact same as, okay. as you are before. And I I'm agree. not saying that, I don't even say Mrazic's a worse goalie than Shalgren here. Like, no. I'm really not saying that. No. But just the way he's been playing, the way the team feels about him, Keith talked about it in that clip, how hard it is to play with a goal you don't believe in. Right. It doesn't matter what level of hockey you're playing at. That is the worst thing when you have a bad goal you, and you start blaming yourself, you start worrying about every shot, you start playing differently. A couple early saves goes a long way for a team that's had the kind of goaltending it's I had. I agree. Now, last thing but before Dallas I drop stink. this, because clearly I've put a lot of thought into this, yeah. so let me set up a barricade between us before Go. I propose this. Go. If, if Mrazic, if Shalgren goes in and he's really good, and they give him another one. He's good. I think there's a game on the weekend, right? Saturday Na- or something? Nashville. In Nashville. Could you, would you consider sending Mrazek down and not Shalgren and using that 1.1 cap space as, as more room to add a player? Oh, I love that idea, Barney. It's a little bit of cap space. I know with this much of the season left, it's not that yeah. much more cap space. I, the one thing that I've learned pretty quickly is uh, Kyle Dubas is – Pretty loyal. Yes, he is that. And he's stubborn. Yes, he is that. I agree by both of those. I just don't see him treating Mrazic like that. Good point. I'm out of of Mrazic points. No, there are two excellent ones, to be quite honest with you. I'm I'm quite surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) No. would Lou Lamarillo do something like that? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. More Kyle likely. Dubas. But you, you've given me something to think about. Something, some way to find to he add would clear something waivers. bigger. He oh, would yeah. clear waivers. Yeah. If not, they should put him on it just to see, just to show him. Yes. <laughs> just by chance, someone's really dumb out there. <laughs> Someone just woke up on the wrong side of the Ah, why not? Maybe it'll be better for us. Let's take him. Yeah. Take the whole boat. All right, we should go back to to the rest of the but, hockey game. No, I mean, but if you take them, then you got a goalie tandem of uh, of uh, Wall and Shalgren until Campbell's healthy. So maybe not the best idea. Yeah. Anyways, but you can you can bounce it back and forth. That's your point, and you could. No, I just meant if someone claimed him, which no one would. Yeah, yeah. But 
I don't know. Do you need the cap space that much right now? Yeah, I don't know. Depends I, what you're doing. I, I guess. Depends what you're you're going. It's you, crazy though seeing big the, game hunting. The good teams going big game hunting, like Florida, like you mentioned, seems to be Colorado seems to be making space trying to do the big things. You know, should the Leafs be trying to make a little space for something too? Worth considering. As I suggested weeks ago, Marner and Tavares. Yes. We saw it last night, and it looked pretty darn good. Tavares has got to feel good. Uh, back to a familiar feel his whole life. Number one centerman. Yeah. I thought he was really good last night, really effective. If you look um, at the fancies last night, like the scoring chances, their line was dominant. I think mean, he was, uh, had it here, 14 scoring chances to three when that line was on the ice last night. Tavares obviously scores. You know, is this injury going to have reminded them that they have an option here that isn't just Matthews, Marner, and Bunting? Suspension, you mean? Oh, sorry, suspension, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, I did mean that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, who's hurt? I think Tavares will always be smart enough to accumulate his points. Mm-hmm. But he's he's got to be in a position here where others can drive. He's just not that guy. Right. And he needed Marner real bad last night. And Marner was still really good. I didn't think he was any less effective. Him and Bunting both had a couple yeah. of nice plays. I didn't think it took away from them in any significant way for a night anyway. I thought for Bunting's sake, and I thought Marner was unbelievable again last night, like he is most nights, but I thought it was a big night for Bunting to kind of show that he is a capable member of the line as well. I thought he really popped and made a lot of good plays and was passing it well and looked like he was a real contributor because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, anyone who could play with Matthews and Marner right now, but I thought he was a good contributor last night without Matthews. Yeah, they they, they shared the puck better than they have that that Tavares Mm -hmm. situation. More puck sharing than he's probably seen in, in the last little while. They move the puck really well. Yes, and they and did. you know what? That's interesting. For a guy like Tavares who doesn't cover a lot of ice himself, skating, I think it's really effective that the puck moves faster than feet. And so he's probably enjoys being on a line where it's more tic tac, tic tac, tic tac up the ice than it is, you know, letting Willie rag it up the wall and <laughs> skate it around the zone. And, you know. He has to rely, though, on his smarts and his intelligence to replays a little quicker than most, and that's what good point-producing guys do, but you ain't getting faster and you ain't getting quicker, no. you know, physically. And that still, to me, is something to kind of keep an eye on here. Yeah. Why don't we uh, hear Keith on, uh, on Tavares last night? Uh, sounds good. He carried, he carried forward to me how he played in the outdoor game. He, he skated well. He moved the puck well, made plays. Obviously, he's around the net where he does a lot of his damage, you know, on his goal. Um, you know, I thought he was good. I thought the line was good. So now the question is, and I'll ask you guys, is this little Matthews suspension a bit of a blessing here, especially because he got two points last night. You have another tough one on, on Thursday without him. But now does it give you the opportunity to be like, see this line with Tavares? Yeah. And then you can be like, Matthews, you've been an MVP-style player. It's time for you to drive your own, like, have your own line as opposed to playing with. Is there a chance here that this is enough to maybe keep the line intact with Tavares and then see what Matthews can do with somebody else? Yes. 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 100% that they have to, uh, they got to share. They got to share. Tavares has been struggling far too long here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in playoff scenarios when they're going to have to create a 1-1-A. And right now it's 1-2 with Tavares. And it's been, he's yeah. been a distant 2. You can't have an $11 million centerman be a distant 2. Well, and the problem is that when he's on that second line, that second line is still not doing anything. But that second line last night, boys, I mean, Robertson, Tavares, sorry, Robertson, Kerfoot, Nylander. I mean, Sammy, what did you think? I mean, I didn't, 
I don't want to seem like I'm ragging on Robertson, but I just felt like they didn't really do anything effective at all. And well, I know what the fancies were on there, but they're just to the eye test. It looked like they kind of got out chance. They well, didn't really have a lot of push. They didn't really do a whole lot of anything. Enough with the Robertson. Seriously. Like, okay, opportunity, I get. I showcase, I get. But he's not ready. I know. I completely agree. And boy, hey. Labushkin tried to ruin family night last night with his brother. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, like a big God. run. Anyways, well, by the, the fancy family if you, album. If you are asking, Robertson was the was worst on the Leafs last night in terms of uh, you know Corsi for and against scoring chances for and against. He would. They're expected. You name it. That it was as bad as it got. That line was outchanced five to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I mentioned the other one was up fourteen to three. The other line that was awesome, the Engvall Camp McKayev line, awesome, dominant powerhouse. You know, they are such an effective line. You just can't break that group up. So the second line is a major issue. The fourth line oh, with yeah. Clifford. He's a professional fourth liner. Yeah, you liked him? Oh, absolutely. You did, eh? Yes. That looked like a, a, a legit fourth line. Yeah, no, I mean, they, I saw him run into people, which I liked. That was good. Yeah, I still... So, ah. He's just got more pace than Simmons does. In terms of yes, less skill, and you know what Simmons used to be in his career was a skill guy with with the with the toughness mix. I think Simmons is tough as hell, but he's also 185 pounds. Yeah. What's Clifford? 220. Cl- like when he runs into people, I think it's he just looked faster yeah. than Simmons does, and he's playing a similar role at this point. So I don't know. More of a presence. He skated well. Good forecheck. Just making fourth line decisions, and. Whether or not you could run that for a little bit, Wayne Simmons also has one of those contracts that uh, I think could find himself maybe with the Marlies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, talk about I, loyalty, though, Wayne Simmons. Yeah, again, but that's that's the Kyle factor yeah, here. He would not be happy about that. But you're you're right. I. It hasn't worked for a while now. Spezza, Spezza and Simmons as a duo and whoever's been with them have That's just been underwater not for a fourth, two months. It's not a fourth line. No. I really think this is where the Leafs are going to make an ad. And I, and I don't know exactly what name it would be, but, you know, that Mott from Vancouver, is, is he, I know he's not a big guy either, but I like the way he plays. He's got some, some real energy to his game. Austin Watson on Ottawa. You know, I like Austin Watson. I do too. Oh, I've Kipper. loved him in Nashville. <laughs> I loved him. Uh, yeah, I like him he's too. Got a lot of playoff experience. I, I can't see the Leafs liking him, or specifically Kyle. <laughs> but I, I, not, I think, not, 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 not enough skill. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and he's actually not Could unskilled. Skate. He's not unskilled. I don't know what he has for stats in his career, but I think he's he doesn't never score. That's not it's not Clifford? good to never score. Clifford? No, Watson. Oh, Watson, sorry. Watson career. He's got a career high. 14 goals in Nashville. Nashville one year. Seven, six. Got three this year in 44 games. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching. Someone we also know. saw the, the deep pair. We talked about stay-at-home defenseman Labushkin with your number one offensive defenseman and, and Morgan Riley. Let's get to Sheldon Keefe's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. I would say I would say so. I mean, we would stay with that. I thought those guys were good. I have to watch the whole game back, but uh, those guys I thought did a really good job. That Brody Hall did a good job. They saw a lot of time uh, against a very good hints uh, Pavelski and Robertson line, and those guys were great. I thought Brody and Hall and the, the Camp line they saw a lot of time against those guys, and it's it's a really good line that's been been uh, have a lot of success, and uh, those guys didn't give them a sniff tonight. They just need stability in the worst way mm-hmm. with their P, uh, D pair. I, th- I really liked uh, Gary Galley's conversation uh, yesterday yeah. on on D pair and how it's so important to be conscientious of, of your skill level but also know and feel comfortable with your D partner. And once you have it, it's uh, it's not it's not an easy thing to get, you know. Yeah. When you find it, it's it's nice. Well, and, you know, we mentioned yesterday that Riley has had success in the past with calmer, reliable players who keep it simple. Ron Hainsey, TJ Brody, you know, he, he's not best when he's paired with someone who's out there flash and dash and up the ice. So uh, Labushkin is that. 
you know, do you want Labushkin to play? What did he play last night, Kipper? Eighteen minutes, I think. Do he's you want, he's Le- climbing. Do you want him to eighteen minutes? I'm gonna guess no. Why not? <laughs> you like him that much, eh? Well, I just thought he looked. I've liked him since he's got here. I think he's gained confidence since he's got here because of the positions that he's been put in. And I thought he looked the best with Riley since any, anybody has since yeah. since uh, Hall. In, in oh, a, sorry, since Brody has. Yeah. In a short period of time, it it looks like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. It does. It does look like a natural fit. Carolina's a different kettle of fish, though. Yeah. So we'll see what they look like. So there's been a couple times since Labushkin's been here. So I really like a lot of the, you know, that he's physical and clear the net. I like that he keeps it simple. There's a couple times on rushes where he gets totally stopped. Like he gets caught between plays and he gets stopped and he's not able to get back up to speed. So you saw, you remember the puck hop to stick in his first game and that happened once. It happened once two games ago as well. I worry that against good teams, if he's getting caught and stopped too often, that you know you'll see guys go by him more. But I mean, it hasn't happened much since he's been here. It's just the one concern is like he's obviously a great, effective player. You don't want him getting clean roasted, which I think is a possibility at times. Factoring uh, on the defense side is Jake Muzzin skating. We see a lot of him. We saw him. Take a trip to Hamilton. Of course, he didn't participate in the outdoor game, but very active with his kids and his family. And hanging out in the press box last night, eating popcorn up there. That, had him on that doesn't sound like a guy that needs a dark room right now, dealing with issues. So they talked about him at practice today. Sheldon, how, how, he said uh, that he's going to be taking a step back to be safe after participating in two practices in a row. Taking a step back, because we got a trade deadline coming up in, <laughs> by Monday at 3 p.m. Yeah. And we, we need some space off that contract. Well, you and I are pretty good at the Coach Dakota ring. I can't make sense of this, unless you think they would LTIR him right before the deadline. His return isn't imminent, was also said. Isn't imminent. Isn't imminent. Say that one ten times fast. Isn't imminent. So my concern is that, like, if it's not imminent, if we take them at face value on that, yeah. What if he's not ready for playoffs? Like, then you need not just like, oh, cap space, we're going to couture off this guy. Like, you need someone to play that role. I, and suddenly that's a bigger concern than trying to be clever with the salary cap. Kyle Dubas did tip his hand a little bit and said and mentioned that uh, games with the Toronto Marlies. With Muzz, yeah. Yeah, with Jake Muzzin. But... They're completely safe because it is a second concussion uh, one month apart from each other. So Mm. even if they said he's not coming back till the end of the season, who's going to argue with that? Right. I also wonder, so let's say, you're right, I think they could for sure. Let's say that they put him on long-term injury reserve. Which he's on right now. keep him on there. Oh, he's on. Keep him on. on. Keep him on. And they add someone using that space. You know, isn't it likely that between the the deadline and the end of the season, another player on the Leafs will get hurt that you could put on LTIR if if you felt like Muzzin was ready and able to come back? For sure, there there there's always someone. Always those scenarios. I, so I wonder if they see this as money that they can spend. I, I gotta think right now that it's shaping up that he will. That they'll. I I believe they have to take him off long-term, to put him with Marley's. Right. And that may come in the last 10 days of the season. Are we sure about that? Didn't he? Didn't they keep Mrazek on LTIR while he was conditioning? We should let's, let's give that a... We'll send uh, Elliot a note here. Yeah, okay. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure either, but I... Either way... It doesn't... I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. But so now I wonder... Now I'm more convinced that it feels like this is money they think they can use. Because whether it is putting someone else on LTIR or whether they went to Muzzin and say, okay, you're skating, you feel good. Let's just do this thing here where we make the move at deadline, where we get the guy we want. We'll play it by ear. If someone else gets hurt, you can come back sooner. You take a couple of weeks and rest everything. We're, just, not, t- we're not telling them to sit out till playoffs. Just look at what Tampa Bay created. I know. Before Tampa Bay... The narrative was you have to spend to the cap. Tampa Bay's changed that. 
now you're going to spend over the no, cap. through the cap. Yeah. To win, you have to spend through the cap. Colorado's trying it. Uh, Vegas. Tampa, Vegas. Looks like the Leafs and are going to try Leafs. it. So this is the thing the, the league will eventually have to be like, well, this isn't good because we have great players sitting out with Stone, Muzzin, you know, Landis. I don't think there's don't a know. damn thing the league, the league can do. Not a chance. Just because outside of allowing a luxury tax where you don't have to pretend you're hurt. Those are the rules. And as long as it's legit medical records, doctors that will stake their reputations on their reports. And they're not lying. They're not. They're not. Are, could, could you exaggerate? Yes. But when you watch what these athletes go through on a day-to-day basis, who is... Who, how can you question wear and tear? Yeah. Do you want to be the doc who says, you know what, tape an aspirin to it. I think you're fine if a guy tells him he's hurt. It's not going to happen. What it's going to do now is really piss off the teams that cannot do this. Yeah, that are healthy. And that they're just going to have to, that's just a, a pill you're going to have to swallow. But this is a huge advantage for teams that can do it. And it's funny that we haven't heard with, with Muzzin that there was a setback. They just said he's going to take a step back, which I realize is a very small change a in letter back. work. Step back, why? It's why? not a setback, it's a step back. Did anybody ask why? Yeah, why are you taking a step why, back? Uh, ah, we just thought hey, it was a step looked, in this He looked direction. like he was having a good time at the outdoor <laughs> game. He's eating popcorn in the press box. Step back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's going to step back to give the team a better chance to win. So what he's, he, he seems to be a team first guy. I don't know, fascinating to, to watch that play well, out. But it, it's, you know, it, the trade line's kind of sneaking up on us here. I, I've you, I always sneak. thought, well, for me it is. It's, like, I've always thought. Like, I've done a lot of these. It is probably as, as quiet as I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. This close. Are it, we five? Five days. Less than five? Yeah, 37 minutes less. <laughs> a lot of our answers we, are going to be given to us. I here. just, this one, we're coming off a two-year pandemic. We got teams that are just cash-strapped and don't want to give up picks. And if you're going to do something, you got to get a third team involved to alleviate the, the money. Yeah. It's just... I'm not sure if this one's going to have much of a feel for all those insiders on TSN and Sportsnet to sit for six hours. I'm not no. feeling great about this. And look at Canada. We just have to come on at 3 o'clock. Yeah. And just talk <laughs> well, about we it. We are laughing. By the way, we will be on 3, <laughs> three, to, three to 5 that day, like always. Right at the end of the trade deadline. But right? like, look at, like, too many sellers, boys. Too many sellers and too many teams that are too embarrassed to say they're out of it. Look in Canada. The Canucks, are they in it or out of it? In. Yeah, but are they? Yeah, I mean, they're in. They're in, but they're not going to sell off and say we give up. They're too in it. How about the Jets? They're too far in it to say they're out of it, even though maybe they're not going to win a cup. So they're not going to sell. Go for the classic retool. Yeah. The retool. How about the Oilers? The The, Oilers are in it. They can't sell. The one thing. Not good enough to buy. The one thing that is uh, clear, too, is you're dealing with a fan base that has been through a lot emotionally as well. And here? Everywhere. 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 Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying now, and I use Vancouver as a prime example, is like they think they're in it. They they don't want to see JT Miller l- traded. No. Been watching from home with in front of no fans. Are you right? trade Miller on us the second we're back in a playoff race? So That's an off-season. Winnipeg's do it. no different here. All the Vancouver here. ones are. They're not selling anyone but Moss. I'm not even sure Winnipeg's in a situation where you want to unload and you still got 12... Probably home games left, right? 11 home games left. Right. And they're likely to miss or lose in the first round. They're going to get nothing for Paul Stastny. I mean, he's a UFA at the end of this year. You never hear his name. You got to sell it too, right? The rest of the season. And it's, I watched Dallas last night. That lo- that, that team looks like they're good enough to, to look close, but not good enough to make the playoffs. That was yeah. a non-playoff team last night as far as I'm concerned. People want to complain about, Marner's contract or Tavares's contract. Go look at Jamie Ben right now. Don't look at Dallas's cap friendly. You know what's funny is Dallas has the type of supporting cast that if if it were around a very good core, the team would be really good. You know, with 
Gurianov and Jason Robertson and Pavelski has been a nice find and Faxa. I know he hasn't scored in a while, but like they've got a lot of players that you're like, wow. And they've all but said that uh, Klingberg's not out there, that they need him to try to take a run for this. Sagan, Ben, and Radulov are, I don't know. There was just nothing last night out of them. Yeah, they They didn't piss a drop. (laughs) That was the expression I would have said that my coach would have said, yes. Um, Just quickly, before we do the contest, which I remembered today. Nice. Nice. Good producing. Third line again, boys. Very good. Yeah, you love them. Yeah, we did that already, didn't we? Yeah, it was a passing mention. It's a passing mention. Just wanted to make sure we got it in there. They're really, really good. And I, I, no, it, but you're ready to. Camp uh, Dangle you're, you're, you're driving Mikheyev to the airport. Yeah, yeah I will. Contract, That's fine. Uh, They'll find another guy to put in there. Oh, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real easy, eh, to find those guys? Yeah, it is. He's Mickey's going to play 18 minutes a night. He's a super 20s, fan uh, now. Literally, Dubas's best quality is finding guys like that. Like those, like the the yeah. value guys. Yeah, and then he gives them away for Felino. <laughs> um, then he gives yeah. all the assets away for I don't know that Mason Marchment. That th- <laughs> that third line is one of the reasons I do feel like this year is different. All right, tell us it. how we can win. Okay, I will tell you. We're going. We're doing the we're doing the rivalry train contest again. Molson Canadian here. Uh, two tickets to see the Leafs play the Habs in Montreal on Saturday, March twenty sixth. Uh, plus a train ticket from Toronto, Montreal on a one-night uh, hotel accommodation. What you have to do is listen to our show, Real Kipper and Bowen, for a daily password and enter it online at our contest page at sportsnet.ca slash 590. Today's password is Evans. Uh, this contest runs through Monday, March 21st. Must be 19 plus in Ontario to enter. Let me just say that is the strangest password. Jake I, Evans. What, what? Evans. Place the Montreal Canadiens. Just They're like a hot. random Montreal Canadian. Yeah, we're doing some Leafs ones. Yeah. I thought Evans. we were focused around the Leafs this show. Well, and also, like, if you were going to pick someone from the Habs, they're <laughs> Was that your idea? Best no. no, I'll throw, I don't know. It's Fabro. <laughs> Barry Fabro. I have no idea who. Maybe it was Tolman. I don't know. Who came up with it? <laughs> okay, I'm doing the passwords. Whale. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no Kipper passwords. <laughs> okay, I'll pass. All right, let's take a quick break here. Mike McKenna, our goalie guru, is going to come up after the break. We're going to talk about Shalgren and what he saw out of him last night. And what are the odds sustaining for a week, two weeks? We got questions. Jordan Bennington run. We'll get his thoughts. All after the break, you're watching Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet's YouTube channel. Wales. The code word for today's episode to text 590-590 to qualify for your shot to win Leafs Devils tickets on March 23rd is Hamilton. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Waiting on Mike McKenna. Get his thoughts on the leap goalie situation. I'm going back to back with Shalgren. See how that rolls off my tongue now? Yeah, we got to figure it out. Credit to the kid. You play well long enough. People figure it out. Shalgren it is. Also coming up in the second hour, Jason Bucala. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yep. So uh, what do we know about him? Uh, he was a Nashville Predator scout for a decade. He was the director of amateur scouting for the Florida Panthers for 10, 12, 15 years. And Sportsnet has hired him. He has a wonderful website that gives scouting reports on all the players. Um, we will have that address for you to share out. People should uh, subscribe. So but yeah, this is all, all analytics. Then. It, uh, no, all no. scouting. Played, all... It's like rating, skating, explosiveness, oh, nice. size, hitting. Grit. One of them, I think, is called lean. How much they lean on people. So we ask about players and get a proper NHL scouting report. You know who we lean on a lot in this show is wow. Mike McKenna. And that's a pro seg. I haven't got a clue what to think about Shalgren. But Mike, from Daily Faceoff, he's going to let us know. Because he's seen it all. NHL, AHL, ECHL, uh, Chesswood Arena, Men's League. <laughs> All of it, <laughs> Mike. How are you? Your your introductions just make my day. Kip. You know that it really does, man. 
Something's wrong with me. <laughs> At least that's what my family keeps you guys. My family keeps telling me. How are things, man? Are you uh, as intrigued on goal goaltending storylines with about what twenty, little over twenty games to go? And there are some teams that are supposed to be contending and huge question marks. And let's start right here in town, Toronto Maple Leafs for you. Well, it, it's, um, it's tough sledding in Toronto, but everybody now has hope because Eric Schalgren, come on down. And here's the thing. He played awesome last night, but it's one game. We don't know what to expect out of that when you take it in long term. I mean, what makes me nervous is that Campbell's got a rib injury. And being a goaltender two weeks, that's optimistic. I think that could easily be more than that. And Peter Morazic is struggling. So I, the things with Campbell, I think, were purely confidence-driven versus Morazic to me, which has – he's got major technical deficiencies. Yeah. And has I'm not he sure if he's made? willing to address them. And so that's that's tough because I don't see a path forward with Mrazek getting better. You don't know where Campbell is. Shalgren had a great game, but he's probably not your savior. In other words, the Leafs need defense, but they need a goalie too. Hmm. And there's not many goalies available, guys. So do, Mike's got his hand up right now. Do, do you? I'm going to let JB get in here quickly here, but do you make a change for the sake of just making a change? I don't buy that. I think Justin does where you sit. I just don't see the confidence. I mean, when when you're trotting out goalies hoping and you're a team that should be contending, you can't win right now in the playoffs with what they have. I don't believe that. Unless Campbell comes back and suddenly grabs the level of play that he had in the first two months of the year, it's not going to happen. And, man, I'd hate to be Kyle Dubas looking back at this season going, oh, we cheaped out on goaltending and it, bought, and it bit us. You know, it's crazy, though, because is like they they tried not to, right? They tried to pay Peter Morazic to, to be this solution. That wasn't cheap either. That wasn't cheap. So, Mike, when you that watch him. overpay. No, no kidding. It wasn't overpay. So when you watch him, though, is there any chance? You know, I heard Dubas say the other day, this guy's played 300 games in the league and he's a 9-10 over that time. By the way, it's 290 and he's a 909. It was nice hedging. But what are your thoughts on, you know, this guy's ability to find it? Because if he can't, what's the point in having him here? But, you know, to Kipper's point, it's not cheap to get rid of. But do you think he can find it? No, I don't think that. I've never really believed in Mrazic. <laughs> okay. And, I, man, I hate to bag on a guy who's so much better than I am. But where has he ever been a starter? He was a starter in Detroit for two seasons. And then it all went south. On a team with out of there. no expectations, by the way. You know, way. he goes yeah. to Carolina, plays in a tandem in Carolina, and it's dogged him everywhere. Can you win with Peter Mrazek? And the reason being is he, the guy's so aggressive in his positioning. He's way out of the crease. He plays with his right foot six inches in front of his left. <laughs> you don't play consistently when you do that. And what worries me is that I don't think he's listening to goalie coaching. Because there's no way you can play in the NHL for a decade and not realize that you're doing the same things over and over again that are causing goals against. I had heard that, Mike, he never had a goalie coach until he was 17. Yep, I had heard the same thing, and that's when he came over to North America. Uh, coming from the Czech Republic, didn't have that, comes over. And even though through the Detroit system, you know, Detroit didn't really put a big emphasis on goal, emphasis on goaltending coaching until last seven, eight seasons. So him coming up through didn't have a lot, and he had success right away. Okay, he wins the Calder Cup with the Grand Rapids Griffins right away. That emboldens you as a goaltender. Whatever I've done is always going to work. It hasn't from Razik. He hasn't adapted. His post integrations are sloppy. He's too far out of the net. He can't keep up with the play. Yeah, it's uh, not not been a lot of fun to watch. I can tell you that. What would you try if you're Kyle Dubas right now to send a message that okay, I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not going to sit on my hands here, but I'm not going to blow my brains out either. So uh, 
what would you do? Well, the hardest thing is if you're going to go for the big swing, which is flurry, it's a lot of salary. It's a lot of cap. And you don't know whether Mark Andre is going to want to come to Toronto anyway. And to me, you have to find somebody who's steady. And I, the best one down the road is Anton Forsberg. Mm-hmm. The guy's been awesome this year, and nobody's talking about him. Pierre Dorian says that his phone's not making any noise. Edmonton should have traded for Forsberg two and a half months ago. Like, you just need somebody to be steady. Like, that team in Ottawa has not been good defensively, and he's been carrying the mail. And he's outplayed Matt Murray, who's making over six times as much as he is. I don't know. To yeah. me, something like that's a good answer. It's funny. He seems to be one of those like middle guys because when he's on waivers, everyone claims him. Like everyone is aware he's good enough, but no one's willing to pay to get him somehow. So right. now you've got Shalgren, who's going to get a, a second run here. He's going to play against Carolina on Thursday night. And you know, if you follow the most extremist versions of Leafs Twitter, you'll you'll you hear people being like, "All right, Shalgren can be the guy. He can be the guy." I'm looking at this guy's hockey DB, uh, Mike, and you might be able to relate. It's yeah, I don't know, don't know how you say Vax Joe, but it's, uh, you know, Sweden and he's in Tucson and Rapid City and Turku and the Marlies. He's with all these different teams. Is there a chance he's just, he's been a great goalie? He just needs the opportunity to settle in and be that guy? Also tell me how to pronounce that city. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one on the Hockey DV plenty of times. And I've always just assumed like the X is silent. Vio? And then the Vio, right. Yeah, yeah. Soft J, like yogging. <laughs> Um, but I, I think realistically you look and he's been successful. Like he hasn't spent much time in North America though. So that's kind of your tough decision to make is like, can he really bring it? I, I look at the eye test from last game and what I've seen from him in the games I've seen him play for the Marlies. To me, Shawgren is a very Swedish goalie. He has good mechanics. He has good routes. He's very rarely on his belly or on his back. He uses his post, his bumpers, all those things. He doesn't have very good hands. He mm-hmm. gives up rebounds. But I like how he brings the whole package. So I think the consistency of Shawgren is probably pretty high, but I have no idea what his top end is. And, and that's where you're just not sure. Because if you're going to win a Stanley Cup in the NHL, you need a goalie who's got top end well beyond good. You need great goaltending to win. So can Shawgren do that? It would be a big surprise. It'd be a big stretch, but who knows? Maybe he goes on a big hamburger run for <laughs> next thing. You know, you'll see Jason Spezza eating cheeseburgers on the ice. Right. We're, we're talking to Mike McKenna, former uh, goaltender and uh, current analyst on daily face off. So like any situation, PR departments can't wait to get the dressing room celebration out on a video. Uh, Shalgreen comes in after being named the star, gets the the teammate uh, water bottle shower, celebration everywhere. And you're Jack Campbell watching this, Mike. What are you thinking? Well, you're excited for the kit. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, not I. a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, where I'm kid, going. Kid. You got you got always such a doubter on this. No, dude, like you're, you're legitimately happy for him as a person. Sure. But in the back of your head, you're looking at that going, I have played awful for two months. Yeah. I'm hurt. And this guy's going to steal my job. And I've also got a big contract that's supposed to be due to me that I'm watching the dollar symbols just go lower and lower and lower every day. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Do you think there's anything to the idea we talked with uh, who uh, Jim Ralph, who who theorized that Campbell has been awesome when he hasn't been pushed. So when he came here, Freddie Anderson was hurt. He was great. When when Mrazek was hurt, he was great. And every time he's had competition in the crease, he has not been great. Could there be something to the idea that this is a guy who does not excel in a competitive crease environment? That's hard to say. That's really hard to quantify because you can also look at goaltenders like you know, Darcy Kemper's always played well when he has a good foil. Like mm-hmm. Pavel Vransos behind him now, Antti Ranta previously. Um, but for Campbell, I mean, he's had to 
battle his way through things previously where even when he's been given the crease, it hasn't necessarily gone well. So I, I have a hard time taking that and believing it, but I don't know, man. Com- the competition always drove me. Like the fear of not having the net is what made me play well. So I, I don't know how you tap into that if you're Campbell. I think the biggest thing for him is just being healthy. Because if this was a rib injury that just came around, I can have a hard time believing it hadn't been bothering him for a while. Which, in a perfect world, if if it if that's the case, it could explain a lot, you know, in that last four right. weeks, which could yep, help him. I agree. But yeah, no and, and that's where no, the health no really matters. And no one's tipping their hand uh, from the Leafs or or Jack on on what the injury is specifically and when did it happen. But yeah. I just just my 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 thought is is when when you've got a guy like Jack who has portrayed having a, a tug of war going on every once in a while emotionally, um, it, it is a bit of a fork in the road for him, isn't it? Watching, you know, this young kid now playing with house money, no pressure, all upside for Shalgren, and yet you know you 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 want your net back here. Yeah, it is, but in the same instance, it's also the knowledge that, hey, Mrazic has really struggled when I've been out of the lineup if I'm Jack Campbell. So realistically, this is still Campbell's net. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mrazic had a month and a half to grab it, and it did not happen. It's not going to happen. So, you know, there's still room for Campbell to come back and grab it, but there's also the nervousness now that, hey, it is going to be all on my shoulders because it will be Campbell and Mrazic unless they get somebody at the trade deadline. That's the way it's going to look. So it, it, maybe that'll take a little bit of pressure off of him where he thinks that he can just play free. But I, I think even this, as poorly as it's been, they've still won games. But it's not going to happen in playoffs like that. No. So th- they have to know what's coming. And, you know, for Campbell, it's just maximizing every single minute of that rehab on the ice, knowing that, hey, I got to perform once it's my time again. Yeah, it, it does feel like time to fix the process, not the results. Doesn't matter that you've been winning. Uh, you probably need someone who isn't Mrazic at this point. Um, I, I got a question about gear because we're watching Peter Mrazic. You know, he plays plays in the Heritage Classic and a whole new set of equipment. Right, the colors match, line up, look great. Uh, they're they're wearing their same Pats gear tomorrow night. Green equipment, uh, you know, looks great. New pads, awesome. Uh, the guys played fifteen games. I think this is his fourth or fifth set of pads. I understand the gear is easier to break in now, but is the, I mean, can it be helping? Does it make a difference when goalies have to wear near, new gear all the time? You know, it actually doesn't make a difference any longer because we wear the equipment pretty much out of the box. There's you no break-in like process at all, glove. huh? It's not like getting a baseball glove where you have to break it in for three months. You can wear the gear right out of the box. Gloves, blockers, pads, you name it. So it is kind of wasteful when you think about it because we're wearing like four different five sets it seems like it was like the specialty games and jerseys and everything um but yeah i don't think that makes any difference at all we've seen some other goalies go back and forth between a gear and at this point everybody's grand fear grand fear was the only guy that would wear wear stuff out of the box years ago and now it's pretty much every goaltender not named jeff jack campbell how many sets per year would a goalie wear uh will a goalie wear nowadays yeah like an nhl goaltender today that's a, a starter yeah, so minimum two sets of pads, minimum four sets of gloves and blockers, probably minimum two helmets a year, not including specialty items. Minimum four chest. sets but of gloves and people, blockers? Yeah, yeah, well, then you can get people to go up to seven or eight sets of eight gloves and blockers. Now, I'll tell you what, it's not that different from forwards. Marty St. Louis wore like 18 pairs of skates one year when I played with them in Tampa. <laughs> so some people just have that preference for the new gear. And thanks to social media, today's player, it's just as equally important to look good as it is to play good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> he hates it. He wants everyone to wear one. You get your set of sk- skates and you use them till they're done. Did yeah. you? You got to look good, man. You got to look good. <laughs> You, you have you've to gotta let the internet kiddies love you out there, man. That's half of being a goaltender. That's true. So uh, I didn't see it, but did you write uh, an article on goalie tandems and rank I did, them just recently? 
Okay, so uh, yeah. share us uh, your information on that. How the Leafs do. <laughs> well, uh, you know, since we are Toronto-centric right now, um, the Leafs went from the previous ranking in number five down to number 29. <laughs> the biggest movers on the list. That's worse um, than the stock market. <laughs> Barely. It's based on, obviously, how things have gone. But uh, number one team I have right now is the Carolina Hurricanes. Freddie Anderson's been great all year. Auntie Ranta has really come on strong lately. He's caught my eye. Um, second place, I've got Calgary with Markstrom and Vladar. Third place, Shosturkin and Georgiev. So Georgiev's been not great, man, but Shosturkin's carrying the mail. But here's the big one. Number four, Jeremy Swayman and Linus Olmark. Ooh. Yeah. Spicy, I know. Swayman won't go away for Boston, eh? He just keeps winning. That's right. It's right. He's 9-1-1 with a 9.39 save percentage. Ever since Tuka Rask announced his retirement, big time, man. He can play. Gorgiev out of New York, you mentioned him. They can't qualify him. He wants to crack at being a number one goalie. Could you see any scenario where a team gives uh, the Rangers maybe a third-round pick, i.e. Edmonton, flip over Koskinen, call it a day? What do you think? I could see Edmonton. I could see Vegas right now, too. Uh, with everything that's going on with Leonard, lower body injury, upper body injury, just overall body injury, uh, and the fact that Laurent Brassois has not been able to win a game. Oh, boy. Yeah. Last and Vegas was is ugly. supposed to make playoffs, not just make playoffs, but win the Stanley Cup. I know they're missing a ton of bodies, but, boy, a goaltender would hurt them, would help them right now. People want to link, link Flurry back to Vegas, and I'm like, uh, do you do – you, do you know why they got rid of him? Because they didn't think that they could win with him, you know? Yeah, yeah that's not happening. That's not happening. It would it'd be shocking. Truly. I can't see it. Neither can we. All right, Mike, really appreciate your time, pal. Always. It's, I'm thrilled to come on with you guys. Ah, Thanks for having me. I'd love to hear. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> you got it. See you. Yeah, that's uh, – and. Chicago, you keep hearing Davidson is staying hard that he wants a first rounder for Flurry, and teams are like, uh, "No, you didn't give up a first rounder to get him, and he won the Vesna." Right, and wasn't it a first and a prospect the day before? So it's already coming down. Let's just hang on a sec here. It sounds like uh, that's moving. Um, what did you make of what uh, Mike was saying with Shalgren with uh, Mrazek? I thought his stance on Mrazek was really interesting, really hard line. Like he, it's, it's not, over. it's not coming around. It was maybe yes. never there and it ain't getting better. It's over. That's what he's saying. He's, he's with your camp. I really enjoyed having someone come on this show and not be like, <laughs> well, he's you know, been a really good Backing person you and you know, no, but just being like, no, he's not good enough. He's not. So where's Kyle seed as you like from what there. What was he thinking with that? Contract. I know it is hard though. Like it is hard to watch him play now. And go, heard, what were they thinking before? I heard there wasn't even anyone close to the Leaf offer. Oh, good. There's not That's, a team that, that makes us feel. There's that, not right? a team that even would have given him a third year. Well, just looking at the goalie market at the time, I remember thinking of the remaining guys left. He is the biggest name. He's the guy I, I'm most familiar with his performances. But I never watched him in any detail like I have this year. And yeah. Yeah. Seems like an awesome guy. Would like to go drink, you know, the, out at a pub with him and watch him having a fun time. Does not seem too fast. What, what did Freddie get? Uh, 4.5? couple no. years? I, yeah. Two years, Look 9 million. It. Two years, 9 million, yeah. So, Freddie, I, I think he played last game for Carolina, but he, he took three games off because uh, he wanted to make sure his head felt okay. Was there a near concussion? Or are you yeah, talking well, mental? The, yeah, no, 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 not mental. Okay. Just, uh, yeah, like uh, concussion-like symptoms, maybe. He, he just wanted to make sure. Did they sure. say he's taking a step back? Because I've heard that before. It was. It, <laughs> it, 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 I think he kind of made it out to be, like, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Which kind of brings you back to the All or Nothing documentary where it's like where Kyle and uh, – and Sheldon are Who's wondering. Can he go? <laughs> is he on the ice? Is he on the ice? <laughs> is he wearing equipment? I don't know. You look. No, you look. I can't look. Just ask him if he likes you. He's on the ice. Oh, is he but wearing equipment? <laughs> he is a fickle guy. 
Freddie play, plays when he wants to play. Great numbers, but everything kind of like the stars have to align pretty well for him. I, it's, he has them at number one as the best goaltending duo in the NHL this year. That's tough. Tough pill to swallow it, there, Sammy. Sammy just he's just convinced he's gonna listen. He's gonna find a way I, to blow it. As soon it for as he Carolina. said that, you notice Sammy gave us the break sign on McKenna. I'm, he's like, I'm we've okay. had enough of this guest. I'm okay with him having a fine regular season. I've seen it before. If he is unbelievable in big games for them, that's yeah. when that's when I turn into the Joker. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my villain origin story, there, fellas. If he wins the Con Smythe this no, year, no, 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 I will. I will, Leaf fans, no. I'm, I'm going to trade school to become a pipe fitter. No, I'll never watch but, sports but, again. But but Kyle will have to move. Oh yeah, like move cities. You mean like not live in Toronto? Not anymore. live in Toronto. <laughs> move back to the Sioux. Take over the Greyhounds. No, that's not far enough for Leaf fans. <laughs> if Frederick Anderson wins the Con Smythe, yeah, move to Rwanda, Randa. Take over the Huskies in the yeah. queue, a little further away. Yeah, I could see it. All right. Hey, just quickly before we go, I'm going to get this other contest we have going on here. We are giving away lots of stuff. Lease by the tickets way. all the time. Um, this is the same one as before. No, this no, is a different no, no. One. We're giving away tickets to uh, the 23rd against New Jersey. Uh, you have to do what you have to do is download Wednesday and Thursday's episodes of Real Kipper and Born and listen for the different code words that will be placed in the podcast. Then text each code word to five ninety five ninety, and you will be entered for a chance to win. Each code word counts as an entry, and the winner will be selected. On Friday, fellas. Nice. So Can I go. tell you the, something I wrote down in my notes that I wanted to say at some point today? I bet you that the Leafs end up with Damon Sever- or Severson. Severson. Severson? Uh, Severson. Okay. Mm. And I, we, I, I, bet you they I, I still remember his uh, couple, of shifts, <laughs> couple of shifts <laughs> yeah. where he's like. And he's had several like that this year. But he just grades out really well in the fancy stats, and he's a right-shot D. Kyle's familiar with him from the AHL. He played in all, for Albany when we played our playoff series against him, really liked him. What I does he have left on his contract? I don't know. But it's, you know, I was just going through the list of available right-hand shot guys today. It's like, there's Justin Braun. Um, uh, but, Saw Jacob Middleton uh, uh, talked about yesterday. Is that a guy? Yeah. I don't know. Guy plays for San Jose. Okay. His name. Anyway, we'll find out that contract, and we'll talk I, more I got about it right it here. later. He makes uh, 4.1 this year and 4.1 next year. That's too much money. They can't that's do a it. lot of cash. They can't do it. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's awful. It's almost it like out. you're happy now. I am. <laughs> <laughs> don't want him. So, don't want him at all. Cross it off, don't bring Don't bring that energy into our show <laughs> if you... <laughs> well, if he comes to the team, I want to say that I saw it happening. I saw the development, <laughs> the progression of him ending up here. Ah, that's beautiful.